Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Oh, this is Sufos Minahan, and tonight is May 23rd, 2020, and we're repeating this on Thursday morning at 6 a.m. a specific time on May 28th. We're in the Gemini archetype, meaning that the sun has entered Gemini, and we have a new moon as of yesterday, and a new moon is that time that seeds every month as it connects with the sun and the moon go together and they it's an energetic power of in this case great communication and we have eclipses because when and this is all there's astronomical reasons for all of this but we have an hour and we'll certainly discuss that in many frameworks but the point is is that with nodal points and that's the pathway between the moon and the sun these points change every 18 months and when the new moons connect at that point we have eclipses somewhere on earth and we're entering that period where we're going to have a lunar eclipse on the 5th of june and then a solar eclipse two weeks later and then another lunar eclipse or solar eclipse after that. At any rate, we're in a whole season of it. And Gemini itself is communication and it's many directions. So I do apologize. I seem to be catering to some of that energy myself. And as we will discuss tonight, as we have the Moonbeam team, Neptune, the great planet of the unknown of most consciousness, is intention so intention not i n but with a gap there meaning that there's a lot of activity to connect with everything so it'll be most exciting between these dynamics that we're experiencing and one thing i do want to mention with these nodes the south node is a fire instinctive truth-bearing energy of Sagittarius. And the North Node is ruled by Mercury of communication, intellect between spirit and matter. So we have perhaps the struggles and challenges in many dimensions coming up for the 18 months that this period of nodal activity is between the intellect coaching, you might say, our instinctive energies of intuition. So I think my panel will have some more clarity with me. And now it's time for the Moonbeam team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. 
I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, Certified Astrologer, Sacred Healing Counselor, Taroist and Numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy Energy is is never never destroyed. Energy only changes. Yes, and myself, Suvros Minahan, to begin this particular panel or team every session, we each come up with one of our highlights that we think is important. And I am going to present the facts that we are in this movie of life right now, and that part of it is shielding our boundaries, that really, as we navigate between voicing our energies and coming into contact with other people's ideas and new information, that we're really in this reflective time of of expression and reflecting. So with that, uh, Sarah, what would you want to add? I just think this is a a time of abundant ideas and there's this stirring of urgency to act and considerations for the perception of missed opportunities or missing opportunities and and a strong desire to connect with others and connect with something big. Oh boy, you do say it well. That's good. And Liz, how would you want to continue with this? Well, keep breathing as you allow the inner reflection to take place. Be gentle with yourself because there's lots of change happening. Um, We're kind of in a hurry to want to do things, but it's like allow that maybe the schedule won't go according to plan. Well, let's talk about these charts because this is focus really on these two energies, the new moon, which was yesterday, and that would be May 22nd. And here on the West Coast and Pacific time, that's at 1039 a.m. And on the East Coast, it's 1212 colon 14 seconds, if you want to add that. So, um, oh, oh, excuse me. No, that's wrong. That's... uh, Boy, I am not doing so well tonight. That happened to be the second chart that I was talking about. That would be on June 5th. Well, let's stick with this one. May 22nd. Okay, it's 10.39 a.m. or 1 p.m. That's 1.39 p.m. here. That's Eastern time. 
Yes. So I think we all have that. And it just seems that one of the major issues is this sense of reclaiming and reviewing with Venus going retrograde, which is apparent. And in over the next, uh, since May 13th until the 25th. And, and just to remind people, we're, the three of us are not sitting in the same room. And I have very conscientious panel members, so they wait for me. And I'm, so we don't have that eye contact. So lead on, folks. <laughs> yeah. Well, last week we had Venus go retrograde and Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto was retrograde the end of the month before. So it's like now we have quite a few planets that have gone retrograde. But this new moon in Mercury is about setting our attention. So especially this month, write it down. Boy, that's true. And when you yeah. mention those planets, it, it's just that those have a lot to do with our the big view of things with Jupiter and our our structures of Saturn and our transformation of Pluto and then our values and self-reliance and relationships of Venus. So it's the whole ball of wax. Yes, Sarah. You yeah, I, I would totally concur with Liz's suggestion to write things down because there is just so many things bouncing around with all this like mercurial, uh, fast-paced mental uh, Gemini energy, the sun, moon, uh, square, that really jumps out to me. You know, there seems to be some difficulty in recognizing and rec registering all the sensitivities and needs with the dynamic relating scenarios and with all the Mercury Venus square. square. Yeah, well, we'll get into the which square. Yeah, just oh, the, for people on the other side listening. Yeah. Okay, so I, that was the Sun, Moon, square to Mars. Okay, our yeah. actions. And yeah. then, yeah, so, and then, then there's what I was about to mention was the Mercury Venus square to Neptune, which is exact, uh, a possible tendency to say too much. And this is for the, we're talking to, again, the, the Sagittarius full or new moon or the Gemini new moon, sorry. The Gemini new moon is what I'm re referencing here. Yeah. We're so, yeah. So, yeah, there's just a possible tendency to say too much, but there is also a great time to recognize limitations and pursue studies and intellectual activities and inspiration. Isn't it true? And that action, we want to go forward, but since Mars, our action planet is in Pisces, which is swimming in the sea, there's all kinds of ways to go, and it is a different tempo. It's really not the same tempo. It wants to mm, think of things more in a poetical or, or musical or spiritual way, which I think both of those are emphasizing, you know, to, to open up rather than the linear way of always doing things. Well, in having those squares, it's possible we just don't have all the information we might have. 80 or 90 percent of it but there could be just a small piece missing and that is often the case when we are retracing our steps such as with all, when we speak retrograde trying to decipher this to the to the listeners uh, uh, database of, of, of thinking is that retrograde means we're retracing some some degrees they literally from our view here on earth appear to be going backwards in their orbit I mean, if we could 
trace them. Like if you were looking up at the sky, one day you'd see it kind of moving in the other direction. Like, gee, it just went in that direction. And it they do this every year, although Venus only does it year and a half. So that's pretty unusual. So yes, we're really redigesting, reconsidering. And gathering more information. And I heard the other day on the news of how people are doing the old-fashioned way of communication of writing a card or a letter and sending it to somebody and possibly even sending it to some older people that you may know because some of the older generation isn't computer savvy. So I think that they would really appreciate a handwritten letter. Yes, I saw that in the newspaper here in Seattle, Washington. It says, letter drives. Let seniors in isolation know they're not alone. And I thought, how mm. wonderful. It's a big hobby yeah. of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love writing letters. Yes, Sarah. Um, yeah, also that new moon in Gemini, um, It's it's got this... Um, trine it's i mean it's a separating trine to saturn so it, it, there is still a, it's an orb though that there is a great way of connecting with our elders as well as that supports that as well as maybe seeking favor from our superiors and um you know asking for something you've been wanting to ask for it, there does seem to me to be an intergenerational energy that I've noticed since the beginning of this whole coronavirus. Um, and I suppose in a way it has to do, when I think about it astrologically, um, I, I can't remember all the details, but looking just right now, of course, Saturn, our, the, the planet of authority, is one way of, of describing it is in that advent, not adventurous, but in that groundbreaking Aquarius that it's going back. So it is interesting that, the, I mean, for instance, the elders are learning to use all the new, not that they haven't, but use the internet and the different techniques of, you know, the online Zoom communication that the tools the Gemini likes. <laughs> Gemini likes tools. Yeah, Gemini and Aquarius, you know, for the internet yeah. and everything. Yeah, exactly. But you're right. Gemini does too. But, you know, there has been criticism in the past of maybe isolating behind texting people. But now it's like that's how we're navigating. That's how we're communicating. So it that's just one example. But you're right. But going back to that idea of elder and youth of whatever however that's measured that there is this interaction i think that has a a bonus you were calling it was a sextile i was just relating back to what supporting what you were saying there it's interesting phenomenon trying. yeah trying mm. well and even pick up the phone and make a phone call and talk because <laughs> we're used to sending yeah. emails and texts and and you know not you know, a great deal of our population, yes, does have computer technology and smartphones and those kind of things, but not everybody does. So, you know, maybe there's a neighbor in your neighborhood that, you know, just is disconnected and, um, you know, maybe their children live really far away or they don't even communicate with their children possibly. So, you know, I would think in this time of somewhat isolation and stay-at-home orders that for some people that that would be 
they would be very appreciative of that. Yeah. It, it is interesting in the newspaper how so many subjects are focused with this uh, energy of Gemini. Immediately speaking, I just have clipped out countless ones. There's one, several ones that are presenting the need for strong journalism. And of course, that's publishing, which would be the nodal energy of the South Nova Sag and the and 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 all this Gemini information. And Annie Glenn, the astronaut's wife of um, John Glenn that and the senator, that I hadn't realized that she stuttered. And so now she's, isn't that amazing? That's like one factor of, of Mercury when it's having some real struggles. And it's here in the paper. She just passed. And to remember... Uh, communicative disorders that she worked greatly for. And in some ways, even if you can speak clearly, being understood and really working to get to bridging beyond those communication barriers, if we could work on that element. And maybe that has something to do with these possible squares that we're talking about. And squares for the population here is 90 degrees. It means just angular uh, friction that wants to get resolved. So it's not a horrible thing. It just needs work. That's all. Yes, because we have some, you know, comfortable aspects with trines and we have some, as you say, friction aspects also. So it's a combination. And with a retrograde Venus in Gemini, that Gemini energy, usually it's, you know, pretty outgoing, but it's pulling back a little bit, I would say, but it's, you know, I know people are getting out and gardening and stuff. So they're starting to get out and mm. take more walks and those kind of things, you know, well, be that, in their community. Yeah, that's very, uh, garden is certainly Gemini. I mean, it, garden is definitely Venus, Venus. I'm staring at both of these in the chart. Yeah. Sorry, you, I heard you begin to say something. <laughs> oh, I always like to send a blessing to the body part uh, on a new moon or around a new moon for the body part that rules the astrological sign. And for Gemini, it's the hands, the lungs, and all the connectors in the body, even the throat, the things that pass the air, passing liquids, passing messages, the arteries that carry blood, nerves, capillaries that carry signals that support our spatial awareness, pressure coordination, all that. So that's a very good reminder. We are talking about a new moon seed energy. This is very true. And you would know, like when you lose the capacity to use your hands, <laughs> Sue can tell you how difficult that can be. Oh, so, yes. yeah. A year ago, yes, when yeah. I had that accident. It's true. Yeah. I'm glad. And even the neck can be a connector. That's true, too. It's, it's really... The throat. Yeah, it's the throat is actually rolled yeah. by... Um... And learning. Learning is really, I think, such a emphasis with this new moon, too. Because, for instance, with, you know, obviously a lot of parents are really going through a lot of challenges now trying to direct their children with learning and although it's online and schools are doing the best they can, but still. And then for those that have special needs of learning, 
capacities. So um, I suppose that could be incorporated in some of this uh, struggle of, of breaking down barriers, because that's really what Neptune wants to do is shift the into more a unified wholeness rather than I think there's some great opportunities for people that are that like connecting with kids and can do know the technology to do that and can help with the teaching aspect. Well, another thing, that's right. right. There's another article, here I am, where it says that parents are getting people to watch their children online. And that's the older child, it says. Hire Zoom babysitters so they can show children. <laughs> right. But so isn't the, that great? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it can't be for too long. I think one of the major factors is that the nodes right now, the south node at 29 degrees uh, Sagittarius is within close orb. That means energetically just a few degrees. Everything's measured by degrees. There's 30 in a sign. But still, that it's towards the galactic center, which is where our Milky Way is part of and spins around this great black hole of the galactic center, which we're still trying to understand. But it is really the source of many much consciousness. And so there's certain, I think in a way, it's our belief systems of that Sagittarius ideas I mean, Sagittarius is belief systems, and of course we have them, and that's a, a glory of life. But on the other hand, they can be limited. You know, they're just built from what information we understand. And this North Node energy with the Venus trying to revalue and the Mercury uh, so exactly conjunct. That's what I think. I don't know if we mentioned that, but they're just exactly at the same degree just within that degree is is really trying to reevaluate what more about that uh, if we have it all together as far as what we think the whole energy of uh, higher faith and life is and in perhaps we have a little time here maybe we should go into the unless you have something you want to add we could go to this full moon lunar eclipse on June 5th, that's at 12.12 p.m. in Seattle, actually 12.12, 14, 14 seconds on the Pacific coast. And uh, Liz, do you want to say something to that? Um, the new moon and the eclipse. Well, eclipse season is coming. The eclipses are here. They're coming. <laughs> and it's like it, it changes. There's like lots of shifts and changes. To me, it's like opening a new doorway or a new portal. Um, and this will happen at 15 degrees and 33 minutes of the moon in Sagittarius and the sun in Gemini because they're opposite of each other. So we still have this Gemini energy continuing on. So um, that's, you know, really exciting. Um, and we still have the square between um, Venus and the sun now will be square Mars and square the moon. So we have like a T-square going on. So a little bit of friction, the sun and moon are opposite. And then Venus is 90 degrees or Mars is 90 degrees off of that. So 
and they're all exact. So that's pretty close at 15 degrees. Yeah, I think really it spells out that we are desiring actions and we're toggling between how our whole identity and our values of, of how it is out in the world with our private emotional ways of that build our beliefs of ourselves, you know, our belief ideas. And we're, we're, op- we're wanting to get out into people and, and, and figure that out. But it's a, um, you know, if everybody's doing this, it's, it has a lot of, well, the Saurus, that's the, it has conflict, but I think it's also part of a Saurus um, series. Yeah. Series, yeah. And that's S A R O S that has to do with the lunar nodes. It's a 1244, that's 1244 year cycle that starts from one pole up to the next. And there's like 12 or 13 centuries that it goes over and it connects 70 or 72 times. So, it's a long factor that obviously we can't talk totally about now, except just to give you that backdrop. But it's very interesting to see the themes in history and uh, what, uh, wh- how it might reflect. Because if we look at this just based on what's happening now, of course, we're in coronavirus land. You know, everybody is is navigating the new world that we're wondering what to keep and what to throw out from the past or what can we keep? You know, what can we salvage is like going to the destruction zone and, and re resurfacing things. And if we look at history a little bit, it can tell us that I think a lot of it is internal belief structures with this sorrows. Um, and I'm wondering, do we have yeah. a break? I think we have a break, actually, yeah. up pretty quickly. Okay. So maybe with this big intro, we will continue when we get back from the break. And this is the Moonbeam team in Gemini with Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley and myself on May 23rd. And we're speaking about the Gemini new moon that was yesterday on the 22nd and the coming up first lunar eclipse. It'll be on June 5th, so we'll be right back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the period of Gemini, By leaving a cycle based on physical form, integrated through spirit, the energy of Gemini connects spirit with matter, focused on communicating and defining the external. Gemini is a mutable air sign signifying flexibility. Gemini duly focuses upon teaching and learning in order to synthesize the world one lives within. Would you like to re-empower the desires manifesting your dreams? Come ignite your summer solstice eclipse new moon energies in a Talk Cosmos two-part online workshop event featuring their very own cosmic collaboration panel on Sunday, June 14th from noon to 2 p.m. 
and navigate your experience during this current Gemini Venus retrograde period while communicating to your deep self your authentic values. And Monday, June 15th from 5 to 7 p.m. with the Moonbeam team, which includes an experimental ceremonial workshop to release unwanted and worn out patterns to express the life you desire. To register for this Talk Cosmos online workshop, go to eastwestbookshop.com, click on online events, and join Talk Cosmos to redesign your vision. Hello, universe. This is Catherine Metcalf, professional astrologer, intuitive, and tarot card reader. And you are listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Hosted by the beautiful Sue Rose Minahan every Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Hi, Candice. We're back, and this is May 23rd, as I was just mentioning before, with this Gemini energy. And we're talking particularly about June 5th, 2020, at 1212 and 14 seconds on Pacific time. When it's at 15 degrees Sag 34 for those people that want to pull up their charts. And really what's most interesting on that chart when I, we're looking at is that the rulers it, it are this, it's the energy that's toddling back and forth. I mean, Mars and Neptune are right together. And uh, they are really that energy of of the spiritual and in their best way, perhaps, of going forward. Let's see. I think, is it out of bounds? Which one is out of bounds? I think, Liz, you were saying that... Mercury's out of bounds. Mm. Boy, no surprise. (laughs) That means when it's out of bounds, folks, it means that we gauge things by the ecliptic, which is, and it's just a little bit outside of that path. That's the sun's path, which means it's doing its own thing. It's out there. It doesn't have to listen up to the sun so much. When I think last week for a few weeks, it was, um, Venus and uh, Mars were out of bounds. And so when the planets are out of bounds, they just don't act quite normally. They don't quite fit, go by the rules, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is a certain chaos. And I think that's just part of what we were all talking about before. But we were also talking about the history. And and I see, I was also thinking about those rulers when I was talking about the rulers. That was the new moon that we're talking about right now, because really it's one flow of energy, you know, which is always a little bit challenging to present. But it is true. It's like anything. You kind of spring from one that seeds it and then you enter the next. Here we're initiating our communication that wants everything, chaos chaotic as it is in order to get to this full moon which is eclipsing something and it's actually shutting out some of that moon energy that some of that that's a whole idea of an eclipse is it shuts out some of the light it's like a reset button and if it sets in your particular chart of course that's where it has 
more of the energy. And we were talking about the Saros, S-A-R-O-S, cycles, that long 1,244-year cycle. And this particular one on June 5th is uh, Saros 1, lunar Saros 111. And it's at the very end, the 67th of 70. You know, it started... And we happen to notice that both of these eclipses, the one in June, because there will be one, our next talk will be right on the solstice and for that one. Uh, and both of them were in 1389, a long time ago, really, from our thinking, but historically pretty relevant. And well, this, this star started um, for 111, started June 10th, 1830. And, um, yeah, it's just interesting how it was also a very similar type of eclipse. Eight, no, eight, 1830, I think that would have no, been... 830. 830 oh, eight, AD. Eight, eight, eight. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you, Sarah. Yeah. 830, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, indeed. So, yes, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, um... I can mention the, Ooh, the research. Yes. I, so there was um, just looking at that time and that particular, what made historical news was that the relics of St. Mark were stolen from Alexandria in 1828 to build a rival holy site. And it was a political maneuver in eight, used for in 830 that launched the world famous tourist destination known as St. Mark's Basilica in in Venice. So St. Mark is considered to be number three in order of significance in the launch of all of Christianity. And St. Mark's Basilica's massive structure includes this spectacular gold and jewel encrusted domes and massive walls and four bronze horses that were from Constantinople. But, um, but yeah, the Sagittarian I don't know. It, I mean, a full moon and an eclipse in Sagittarius. I mean, it's just eclipses are like a full moon on steroids. And <laughs> to me, it's really interesting that the degree is late. The sorrow series is late. The um, There's all these things that are kind of pulling together. And the when it happens on the south node like this, it's kind of an... And both at that time, it, you know, as a political... It was used as a maneuver to usher out what power was in play both in religion and politics at that time. And then there's kind of a similar, you know, the, the, when a South node eclipse happens, it's more of a theme of what can be released, let go. Um, and it's more supportive of moving away from something. Yes. Um, integrating the other, exactly other dimension to, to, integrating yes yes i'm supporting you yes <laughs> and you know the 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 words of sagittarius uh, the most identifying word is i perceive and it's the most it's a very spiritual sign and it and the lord of this particular full moon is jupiter which rules priests and philosophies and faith and vision so it's a and i'm not indicating or predicting the end of Catholicism or Christianity by any means, but it seems to be 
supportive of ushering out limiting beliefs and fixed points of view and expectations and fundamental principles that create judgment and separation. Yes, I really like how you've laid out the framework because I, from my perspective, it really wants us to realize it because also 29 degrees of Sag of this, um, I mean, the moon is at 15, but, yeah. and, but meanwhile with, um, it's still referencing that wide energy of the nodes, although it isn't with the nodes, but, but what I'm, well, it's 27 would be the galactic center, but it's asking really in that sense, what is our faith? Because Sagittarius is faith. It, how much, I mean, thinking back to 830 with this looting, you might say, of between these great religions of Christianity and Islam, that really the dynamics of the Ottoman war too back then, later uh, in 1389, which it references, you know, the, both these eclipses was when the Ottoman Empire really gained its stature and it went on the Ottoman power. It's a fascinating part of history all the way until this last century. Actually, I mean, it's great height was maybe for 200 years or more, but it continued. But in other words, so it's this dynamic between these faiths that keep looting and borrowing and warring. But what I'm getting at is, in reference to what you've offered, is this idea that what is our faith grounded on? It's always this matter of, phys and Gemini supports this too, the matter of physical and the immortal, the, the spirit. That yeah. Because by giving such value to like the four horses, which really sounds grand, but giving, and it's a third, the St. Bastilica of Marx or Marx St. Bastilica Saint. being the third largest, like what well, we're saying. Yeah, all this emphasis. Well, as a saint and as a person that founded Christianity. Yes, yes. Yeah. So perhaps, long story short here, to tie it together is to let go of some of to review you know we're in this process of venus to review what is our faith based on how much do we need to see in order to believe how much do we need to garner this kind of uh there was two other things i was going to mention the collapse of the mayan civilization was estimated to be at right around the time of this sorrow series um start and what year was also, that? Um, it was, they, they really only guesstimate it to be between 800 AD to 900 AD. Yes. Okay. But I mean, there's just not much documented about it. But I mean, considering how long they were around and how that eclipse path went over them, that seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah, and the other, Maya, they were a civilization. It's so true. And they lasted a long time. But I, I couldn't remember the go ahead. The, and the other thing I was going to mention, if you know anything about um, Venice and St. Mark's Basilica, you know that it's underwater and it's a sinking city that's mm. below sea level. And there's these massive infrastructures to keep the water out of this prized historical zone that repeatedly fail. And both the 
the tourism as well as the biggest demographic of patrons that support the upkeep of these jewels are being wiped out from our current pandemic. Yes. So this, this, this might be just an interesting thing to watch, you know, as this series continues to come closer and closer to an end. Yeah, there are for our public's listening uh, several uh, 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 sorrows uh, uh, series going on at the same time. So this is one. They, they feed from one to the other. But it's so interesting that in 1389, there was also the beginning of the one that is uh, going to be on the solstice. So we'll talk about that at that time. Yeah. But it it has to do with this battle, I think, between faith and matter and, you know, the veil in a sense, like what we see, the physical, what is really spirit? What is really these molecules, these dancing um, energies? You know, Mercury itself that rules the Gemini lives in the twilight. Jason Hawley, a wonderful astrologer, gave a great lecture about this energy because we can only see it during morning or night but it's right close to the sun it only stays 28 degrees from the sun and it sets and rises just before or after or if it's right with it then you can't see it at all so it's not frequently seen but it's twilight and here in the northwest you know we have long twilights unlike closer to the equator because um, all of that hey i had forgotten we usually also include during this wonderful session monthly a special energy from both sarah and from liz and sarah you bring out well first maybe we'll do liz first yeah. you bring out okay liz tell us about the degrees of the because you do numerology and liz has a wonderful book gateways of what is the name of your book say that and then tell us your gateways to change navigating the seas of life using numerology and astrology yes so um yeah so for the new moon it's at two degrees and change so i use the number three and the number three is about communication and laughter i think laughter is a really good thing that we need to work and have right now self-expression self-improvement and finding joy and simple pleasures and then with the full moon um the degree of the sun and the moon is at 15 degrees and change. So I use, I rounded up to number 16 and 16 reduces down to a seven. So we have mental analysis, quiet time, solitude, introspection. And I also wanted to just make another comment about the full moon chart of, um, you know, we're finding maybe renewing our spiritual connections. We could be, merging a couple of different things together um, how we're going to do that with partnership and um, you know how it, we've had stay-at-home orders so like we're being at home more how is that working and merging that with a person's job or maybe your job has disappeared and back to relationships and so how that's all working and merging together Boy, that is very yeah. powerful. This is so true. And I think that's fascinating. Three, communication. Isn't that 
extraordinary. I just love see the connections. I mean, once again, we're doing connections as total Gemini and the oneness that it all makes sense with this Neptune energy that's squaring. And I'm just repeating this so that people begin to see how it works and how the language works because words in Gemini is all about language. But communication, the three, and of course, laughter, if you even the Bible says that Isaac, the name means laughter, the second name or the first name of the child, I think it was. So that's amazing. And seven, here we are and analyzing, but you could say with all this retrograde happening, repeat business, we're into the thick of it. It's true. It's, it's uh, part of the process. And with relationships, it's absolutely because Venus has everything to do with with our self and who we relate to yeah and sarah i mean if one of you had yeah. something else you wanted to comment on you always bring in about a flower or some energy since you do tinctures yeah so the um essence that was pulling especially for this time and it's also a key ingredient in the moisturizing hand sanitizer I'm selling that you can get through Talk Cosmos, if you link to me um, from their page. Um, it's called Xenon, and it's actually an inert gas elixir, and it's been imprinted with the, the pressure and signature of this noble gas that's an atomic name labeled as XE, number 54. And Xenon is found in only trace amounts in the atmosphere and is used in a number of technological advancements like flash lamps and the ions were used from this that created the first lasers and were also used and are also used to propel spaceships <laughs> and <laughs> absorb nuclear fis fission. So um, as an inert elixir, inert uh, gas elixir and why I believe it was pulling for this particular time is the way it supports the rebalancing of energy at the top of the head or the crown chakra as some people call it um, which enhances a deeper attunement to the connection of higher thought and Xenon supports an improved sense of life purpose and resourcefulness through these difficult times. Gee. That's very powerful. I keep thinking of some, um, not cartoon, but Wonder Woman, you know, Xenon or somebody like that. But that's quite extraordinary. Such energy to to add to your sense of protection. If we talk about shields, I think I was mentioning that earlier. Boundaries, you know, Neptune doesn't have any boundaries. It's the everywhere that what you're presenting here is really great on both angles one is it enters in it permeates and the other is it elevates spaceships yeah. amazing and yeah just that whole sense of life purpose that's really and that sense of resourcefulness i think we need so yes and i what sarah's referencing to is on Talk Cosmos, info uh, at talkcosmos.com. You can certainly inquire. Or there, too, you can actually just go to guests and see Sarah and her email and connect with her. Or Liz, Elizabeth Mouchette, for that matter, too. We 
are current with the times and do online consultation. I'll have one online fairly soon. And to remind people, we are giving on the 15th a manifesting workshop. And we'll be bringing in the new energies uh, with the solstice from that time forward. So, and that registration is eastwestbookshop.com online events, which we mentioned earlier. And you can subscribe and find out when we'll be, actually, we will be talking on the 20th. So it's, it's really, in a nutshell, there isn't such a thing. It's like every nutshell has more seeds. It's, it's, it's so many seeds of thought. I think that's really the energy right now that we're considering Next week, come to think of it, I need to mention, we do have Cosmic Collaboration Panel, and we'll be talking about the Venus Retrograde. No, Venus Star Point. That's it. Venus Star Point. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Should have had you guys. Yeah, we could all do it together. Maybe that would be great. And you're uh, going to be covering that in, in the workshop, I think, in more detail, aren't you? Or Well, what? we are. We are indeed. We're, we're actually... This will be Venus star point, which is on June 3rd when the sun and Venus connect. And then our workshop will be about the Venus retrograde because that's what we're experiencing. And we, it, as we've presented, is directing us to really reflect on how are we, what is deep in our heart to really have as values. I think Liz, you mentioned in the beginning too, about the fact that we're toggling. I keep using the word toggling because it seems like that's the case until we integrate it through our relationships with our business and environment of the social and our personal self. Everything is going through such great chaotic shifting. So at any rate, and that'll preface the workshop that the Moonbeam team will be presenting. So we have a few minutes here. And I just wanted to add a little yeah. bit more emphasis on the la the second chart that we're looking at for that Sagittarius full moon uh, lunar Good. eclipse. Um, with that, Venus, with the moon, Venus, sun opposition, I think there's just... It, there tends to indicate increased appetites and a desire to overindulge. And, you know, with a T-square to Mars, it also indicates added emotionalism, a bit of hastiness and needless disputes. However, sometimes even when something doesn't come out perfect, <laughs> something that needs to be said, you know, sometimes clearing the air with a willingness to align for shared goals can really help reset the course. Exactly. Well, and this reevaluating, you know, what our desires, our wants, because in January, what they were, it's very likely a lot of people have had changes. It might be um, to move in the country. It might be to move closer to where they have other family. It might be, I want a smaller house or I want a bigger house and I want to rent out three rooms. You know, I want to have a four bedroom house and I'll rent out three of the rooms. Cause I'll have 
companionship. I, you know, there's all kinds of reevaluating going on. And they don't realize what they just locked themselves into. <laughs> <laughs> or pets. So, yeah. Well, yeah. pets are being adopted like crazy because usually down the street I have a, a shelter and, you know, usually they have a lot of cats this time of year. And the last two or three times that I've driven by there, they've had one cat. That's oh. it. Oh, but no, the animal adoption centers in my area here, there's, they're just being adopted out left and right. Well, people are at home. Yes. So, you know, it's kind of shifting that. So that's a good thing. You know, that's a positive manifestation. So as long as they know what they're getting themselves into. (laughs) Well, nobody. (laughs) that is really the task of life, isn't it? But going forward, that's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking too, the streets are opening up like in the cities. I don't know if other cities are doing this, but in Seattle, they're opening up a lot of streets to pedestrians and cyclists. So it's really reframing our environment. And that's really the next step here with these, this, well, the Gemini energy that, you know, with the North node that we're going towards, it's like uh, one indication of it, you know, because People need to walk more and they need to have social distancing. And I think that's the biggest part about this. How do we incorporate this idea of social distancing with our interactions? It's it's going to have, this summer will be quite a, ta- uh, tracking it, you know, and, and that's one of the ideas is, you know, open up the streets or... Yeah, and kind of keeping another message of Venus and with Venus retrograde can be keeping things within a budget, too, because there's, you know, considerations. A lot of things could be pulling on us to buy, 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 or, you know, something that just seems like, oh, we got to have it. And you may be living with the ramifications of that for 19 months because that's <laughs> kind of the, the length of the the reverberation of this well, it's re- yes resources it's so true and resources in many ways it might you know resources could be our talents and it can be all that so yes of course and it's it's perhaps a good time to start a singing I guess you could sing even on you on on uh, zoom we could get together and have a little choir or something or sing rap or rock songs or whatever you like or choral music or whatever one's interested i've never been it's not particularly a lot but um, all oh boy here we are well we have about half a minute when we get that little reminder and it, it, there are so many changes and these missed opportunities wanting to connect. I was just noticing some of this, but communication and laughter, isn't that great? Number three, I think that's a good place to go. In the meantime, remember that we are kind of like going in our little spaceship, aren't we? With this xenon that you mentioned, Sarah. So yeah. I think uh, we'll just have to keep working mightily because at the end of the month we are getting also we're going from one of our reflecting deeply with what values we have to really our thinking of our emotions because it'll be with 
Gemini. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.